record. Welcome to the Black Girl in College podcast, where we are two black girls sharing our experiences of this bumpy journey called college. In doing so, we hope to create a comfortable and safe space for those who may relate to our experiences. We're your hosts, Kiki and Mo. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about expectations, expectations versus realities about love. love. You know, when we say lot. when we say love, I know you know everybody thinking they different things, but we're gonna talk about love in general. Like, so don't start thinking romantic relationships right away, okay? So that's not like the first thing that. That, that's not going to be the whole conversation, okay? That's, that's all I want to put out there. Don't think we're talking about love as in being in love with somebody, a significant no. other. That's love not what general, it is. Because, I mean, there's love everywhere and how you treat people and stuff like that. And, I mean, we're Christians, so, of course, we're going to add, you know, what the Bible says about love because that's how we go about it as well. So, yeah. to start off with, what do you think college says about love? Like, being, you know, in school, like, what is the perspective that college is giving you about love? Like, the expectation um, first when you got there, like, okay, this is what it really is. Can I, can I hit your question with a question and just backtrack? Yeah. How do you define love? Before we, we actually get in a conversation, mm-hmm. just how do we both define love? I feel like just because, you know, we're saying love, and I just, yeah. like I said, I just feel like everybody thinking different things. No, for real. But just how do we define love so we can kind of set the tone of the conversation? No. Yeah, I mean, love to me is it's something that is given and received um, from anybody, you know? Like, of course, it, a love is only genuine. So I'm not even going to say if it's genuine. Love is only genuine. It's, you know, you receive it and you give it. Um, it could be in friendships, it can be in relationships, it could be in all different types of places. And love to me is a feeling, it's an action word, it's, like, it's things that you do that also display love. And um, love to me, because a lot of people have things misconstrued, and we're going to get into that as well, mm-hmm. about what love is. And love to me is good, it's always good, it's always positive. And if it's not, don't say, oh, well, you know, you know how love be sometimes it's not always so good or it can be like this no to me love is always good always positive mm-hmm. and like I said we'll get into more especially for me why I believe that so for you what is like love for you like what is it how do you see it or um first I'm gonna hit you up with a, a google definition so I got three definitions that google says love is Period. the first one is an intense feeling of deep affection second one is a great interest or pleasure in something third one is a deep a feel deep affection for someone and then the other one is like or enjoy very much mm-hmm. me what does love mean to me that is a great question because I don't be thinking of that mm-hmm. um I do think it's really just like uh I don't know I guess just a feeling because I don't want to say love is a verb like I'm not going to say a specific verb because mm-hmm. sometimes your love doesn't look like a verb or an action mm-hmm. but you can love someone or something or just be filled with love which I feel like a lot of people don't talk about but you can be filled with love right. and not be like giving or receiving love but you can still like have that in your heart exactly. um that's really just I guess my interpretation of love I don't really have like a a definition but I do agree with what you said I think love is always good and I know that some people be like oh there's toxic ways to show love I just don't think that's love no, for real at all. Um, I, I, I take it back. Maybe there can be because sometimes, you know, we all trauma filled <laughs> in our own ways. I feel like some people just, they have unhealthy ways of expressing love. They just don't know that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah like, well, I mean, let's I mean, we'll look into it now. For me, is the reason why I say love is always good is because it's like, you know, is there, and you know, like you said, trauma and people don't just uh, share it and display it properly. But it doesn't mean that love isn't good to me. I'm saying, like, there can be anger, but for the anger is overpowering love in that environment. You know what I mean? So it doesn't mean that if anger isn't, you know, present with love, oh, this is, love can be angry. Love is not angry. It's just that anger is overpowering the love within the room. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I see it. You know what I mean? Like, there's relationships can be toxic, but just because relationship is toxic doesn't mean love is toxic. Mm-hmm. You know, the toxicity is just, it's up there. It's its overpowering love. So, yeah. yeah. I, I know. I think i think they could work hand in hand. Just thinking, like, I'm not a parent, of course, but I feel like most people' trauma is from parents, just being real. Like, a lot of people's childhood trauma is from parents. And um, 
I feel like as you get older, you kind of relate more to your parents. You kind of see where they're coming from. Even though, even if you know they still was wrong, you kind of see where it's coming from. Like, you know, you was hard on me because you didn't want this to happen, even though it wasn't your place to be hard on the kid right. about certain situations. But it's like, I don't think that they didn't love just because they were still abusive. It's like, I'm being mean to you. I'm trying to mm. do this and that. But it just, that's their interpretation of love. Right. So I think that's where this comes in. Like, it could still... It's just love. I don't think it's, I'm not going to define it as not love in another definition. Even if it's toxic, I'm going to still define it as love. It's just, no, and I'm, it looks different. I'm not saying yeah. not love, but I just feel like that's when people say, oh, love can be toxic. No, toxic was just in that room too with love. Like you have to separate the two. Toxic is one definition. Love is another definition. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. So I'm not saying it's not love. Like love is present. But at the same time, you know, like you brought up like parents, like they love their children. Obviously, I care for you. And then maybe you see them being mean. It's also a form of how they're caring for you. But it's like whole other conversation. But it's also like maybe that's the only form of love they've ever gotten, and that's why they also do the same. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying love ain't present, but there's other things that present that can overpower love in the moment. To that first question that you asked, what does college say about love? I gave that to you. No, nah, I'm asking that to you because that was your question. I don't. I don't really have. Uh, answer for this because I don't think college I don't know because love well, I mean, as we said but yeah so but because like, love like we said is if we're not talking we're talking about love in general not like from yeah. a romantic perspective I don't think that there's really a definition specifically that college have sh- has shown me that love is like expectation mm-hmm. I don't think I think in college when people do mention love people automatically think like romantic relationships mm-hmm. no that's Whether all i was that, going to say is like, yeah i don't see like an expectation that it's like oh when we talk about love in college it's going to be romantic like mm-hmm. people don't see love and friendships like why wouldn't i have love for my friend and love for my family and have love for the things that i do so no yeah the expectation is that when you talk about love in college you mention love oh it's intimate and personal when in reality it's, it's love is in a lot of different places and mm-hmm. most people don't recognize that. But I think the reality is just people are discovering what love is for the first time for themselves. Like, especially if you're coming straight from uh, high school or something. Mm-hmm. You just, we don't really know. You know only the love that you've seen in your household. So it's just like, or in your family or whoever you're raised. So it's just like, in college, I feel like this the reality is just discovering not just what love is, but the different love languages and the different aspects of love. It doesn't have to be. I took care of somebody because I love them. You know, those stuff that right. you see in society or I bought this person stuff because I love them type of thing or I have to tell somebody I love them every day right. or just taking love out of the context of people. You can be filled with love and that has nothing to do with anybody else. You know, like there's times where I'm just like, I'm so full of love right now. I just want to give. But that doesn't mean like, that doesn't like, I specifically think it. I love Monifa. She loves me. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with her. That has nothing to do with me. I'm just filled right. with love. So just taking love out of the context of being a verb and just knowing that there's different like aspects and perspectives mm-hmm. to love, you know, that's kind of a reality. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, so now we're going to jump into, and we got tied back to women. It's like, um, I think this is a question you came up with, what is what are society's expectations of women when it comes to love? Um, I would say I'm a, I'm a, answer in two parts so I'm going to say like expectations is kind of like love how they're supposed to express love and then also just like receiving and all that but I feel like how women are supposed to like love others is definitely like in a more nurturing taking care type of way mm-hmm. um how they're supposed to receive love I feel like sometimes we just gotta it just like you know be grateful for the love that you get even if it mm-hmm. is like you said toxic however it comes um you just gotta accept it and be grateful uh I don't, I'm not sure. What do you, what are your, mm. what is society's expectations of like love for a woman? Like how they should love and just what love should, how it should be defined by them? Yeah. No, I um, definitely agree when it's like when a woman is receiving love and it's also tying into, okay, she should be grateful. And it's like, why should she be grateful? Is it because of her looks or what she is or what she is in life right now? You know what I mean? And it's like, you don't ever tell men they should be grateful for what they get or like you. I'm surprised you even got a girl like that. You know what I mean? I don't hear people saying that to men, but it's like to women, it's like you should be grateful anybody wants to love you. And then it's also like when they're giving love, it's like they have to be submissive. Mm, yep. You know what I mean? That, yep. It's like I'm not submitting 
to no man that's not a man of God. Like, I, it's, no, it's not mm -hmm. going to happen. Definitely. Um, and it's even like, I see it even in friendship when it comes to male and female relationships. It's like, you know, very stereotyped and, you know, and then it's like somehow the friendship even turns up to them dating or something. You know what I mean? Like, to me, a friendship stays a friendship. But I feel like when women give love, it's like they have to be submissive and give everything they got. And it's like, in return, like we said, when they receive it, it's like, you should be grateful. That's what you got. You know what I mean? Like, this woman gave her whole entire life. I've seen women give up a lot for somebody. And then it's like they barely get anything back. And then it also goes into how women should look as well and the and how that affects them either receiving love or not. Because if a woman, you know, right now for a long time, a thing been a BBL and all that type of stuff. And if a woman doesn't have that and, you know, it's like before it was all about being natural. And I mean, even somebody get BBL to me, you're so natural. I'm not, I'm not judging nobody. You know what I mean? I hope you did it for all the right reasons. I hope you did it for you. But it's like men and women can bring the negative side into that, make it seem like a negative experience. And it's just like as a woman, you have to upkeep yourself to sometimes get the bare minimum and be told to be grateful for it. Mm -hmm. And it's like my standards, the reason why I have standards is because of God. Yeah. My standards are set because of him. Like I didn't even set my own standards. He let me know like what it is and what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And I think a big thing, like takeaway kind of um, what I'm getting from what you're saying is like society's expectation of love is that you have to fit a standard to deserve love. Right. Not that everybody, the reality is everybody deserves love. Everybody's Period. going through their own thing. Everybody has their own battles. But from society's point of view, it's like, like you said, like I like how you mentioned like BBL. Like people, society will say, okay, you know what you're doing when you have a body like that. You're attracting a certain type of attention. Exactly. That does not have nothing to do with their mindset. That doesn't mean that person wants, doesn't want to be loved. But it's just the aspect of you if you deserve to be loved, you need to be categorized as a, a good girl or a good woman and all that. And you need to fit certain standards. You can't go out too much. Um, you need to be nurturing. You you need to have your money up, but you can't make more than me. You know what right. I'm saying? It's like you have to fit. You have to check out these boxes in order to be like seen as a high-value woman that deserves love. But if you're doing too much, uh-uh, no. For real. And then you saying a high-value woman is a lot of people want like, a wifey material woman, but treating her as a girlfriend. You know, they want mm -hmm. all the benefits, but you don't solidify anything. You don't show no commitment. You're not, like, I'm not going to prepare a feast for you. Right. And you take credit for it, or you don't show appreciation. And it's not showing appreciation for me. It's like, I did this so I can get your appreciation, but it lets you know you saw my hard work and you appreciate it, like you see it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like, no. Uh, I see a lot of women do that where they give all they got and it's like the guy has barely said anything like you know what I mean it's, okay I uh, you know he said such and such so this is why I do it no like he hasn't said anything you just out here doing everything and they can just get up and leave like right period so that's that's really like I guess when it comes from the standpoint of society um one thing I'm gonna talk about like towards the end mm -hmm. is internalized love because right now we're kind of just talking about like love from a like in relation to other and all that, but mm -hmm. I think it's a whole new perspective of internalized love that people just don't even know what that is. Mm -hmm. But no, yeah, we keeping it on the same subject right now, um, what do you think are some standards that a person would have to meet? As in, like I guess just to um, for your love, you know, mm -hmm. like for no, you to express love to them. How, what, exactly, what are the standards? That's how I'm about to say it. Like just for you to like, I don't want to say. Like to experience my love, you should. Yeah, I don't think I worth that. But the, no, no, but, no, I'm yeah. not saying that. But I'm saying when I say this, I'm not saying to experience my love, you should feel lucky. But it's also like you can't keep giving to people who don't also give back to you. So you, there's a balance. You know what I mean? So you got to be careful with who you pick and choose what you give energy and time to. And I'm be picky and choose who I give my love to in friendships. You know, mm -hmm. if there's a new project or whatever that you're doing in life in relationships, but. I think a big one is, like, having a relationship with God, but also, like, us just sharing the same similarities. Like, we need to have something in common for us to even have that door open of a relationship, whatever that relationship blossom to. Like I said, friendship, mm -hmm. business, partner, intimacy, whatever the case may be. Um, that's what needs to happen That's first. Um, 
for me, I think like so a standard people would have to have is, I may sound generic, but like no standard really. So I worked at a summer camp and, you know, worked with kids of mm-hmm. all behaviors, backgrounds, um, all of that. And one of our staff devotions when I did work at the camp, it just like, love like can you love somebody that you never met or you know you know seeing like somebody you never talked to and all that mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that to mention like I don't know it's just like there's different ways to show love as we all know and we all heard of the saying you can love somebody from a distance yes so we're just like me personally Definitely. I'm just a person I have a lot of internalized love which I will define later as I said mm-hmm. I have a lot of internalized love and I just want everybody to feel loved around me even people it's like I know they don't like me or me and this person got into it I just I'm a loving person and I think that's one of my best qualities best traits um and love overpowered but it's just like I don't think you have to fit a standards because like you have to fit standards to deserve certain levels of love but it's like there's just so many ways to love somebody just even simply Mm -hmm. praying for them like it's crazy a lot of people don't even know I pray for them. And it may sound weird if I told them because it's like oh, we, we only encounter each other twice or we're not friends for real or whatever it may be. Or mm-hmm. I thought we had a problem. We got into an argument. We got into a fight, whatever. Mm-hmm. I still prayed for you at some point. I still, I wouldn't, I just don't like seeing people do bad because I've been in low places. So it doesn't yeah. matter if you had me messed up once and you think, oh, I don't like you ever since that situation. I've I don't want to see you, you down. Like, yeah, it's just like just full of that love. So it's like for a standard I would love to receive love for you to, you know, I'm going to match the same energy. I'm going to match the no, same energy. Sure. I'm going to keep that known. But at the same time, I can have better. I'm not going to stoop to anybody's level. Like you said, and then, like, you, I can match energy. I can still love you just from a distance at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I pray for a lot Sometimes it's just, it's just a prayer or it's just me saying, I hope this person gets all they need in life and all that. But I don't think everybody got their own little trauma. I don't think anybody doesn't deserve love even if they are seen as a terrible person they just need to get that some some people just need they love shown differently and they need it from different people yeah and maybe i can't offer that but i'm not the person that you need that yeah i'm not gonna overextend myself please don't take that um no yes don't take my kindness for weakness i have to deal with that enough but i am definitely a loving person i just Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody should be loved regardless, even if they're bad. Because I just feel like everything stems from trauma. I don't know. Mm. No, because I'm going through my trauma healing, and I just you just realize everything about yourself is from trauma. The good and the bad. The good too. Don't don't forget all the good too. But a lot of the bad too. It's just like everything is stemmed from the trauma. So it doesn't matter. Like I don't even like even sayings like you know at at that age you're too grown for that and that it just yes you can't be too grown for some stuff at that age. But just giving people grace and. Mm Still trying to love them even from a distance because everybody got that trauma. No, for real. And that's what I definitely love about this generation is we're not um, looking over the term trauma. Like people are actually like talking about, you know what I mean? Like you said, I do. I agree with that. Everything does stem from trauma, you know, from the way like can things influence it? Yes, because you grow and you mature over time. But it's also like. The way you thought before to the way you thought now. The way you thought before, it stemmed from trauma. Mm-hmm. The things you said about yourself, the way you think, the way you stereotype your biases, they come from trauma and experiences as like as a child. And I mean, trauma still happens. Like, unfortunately, trauma doesn't stop after you turn 10 or something or it get don't. to your preteens. It sure don't. And unfortunately, it continues to go, but... It's going to go as no, long yeah. as it need to. No, for real. And be 40 I agree that everybody deserves love. And there's different type of love people need. I believe the experience should always be positive. And, you know, I pray for people to get the love that it is that they need and definitely. a wake-up call or whatever it is. So, Yeah, definitely. Um, so what is biblical love? You can explain that. Right. So biblical love to me is just like, and what that, that term is just basically like what the Bible says about love. And I don't want to, I mean... So in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, I'm not going to read it all, but that's where it basically states what love is. And this is specifically why one of the things in another verse is why I say love is always good and a positive experience, but it states that love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, and it goes on to what love is and what it isn't. So how do you feel about that verse? Um, so I'm looking at the verse right now, but I think um, something that really sticks out 
it's just like love it does not record it has no record of wrongs mm-hmm. and it's not self-seeking and i feel like sometimes love is just like well i did this for you it goes back to saying be grateful like you know when they tell us we need to be grateful it's like mm-hmm. i did this for you you should do this for me and like a give and take it's like a 50 50 like you got to give half i got to give half when really it's like mm-hmm. now you have to worry about a whole balance because it's like if if i get 55 then it's like okay well now you got to do something for me because I, I gave a little bit more than you right. you know what i'm saying so that's mm-hmm. why it's just like not the concept of 50 50 because it's not really a good concept you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. i i hit that 50 and then maybe you do something for me now you hit that 60 mark and i'm doing 40. now you're doing more than me you know what i'm saying so it's mm-hmm. just like if you really genuinely have love in your heart, it doesn't matter what people do. You're loving them. I don't know, because you're just loving them because you have that in your heart. You're not right. loving them for your sake. Like, you know, I take care of these people. God going to bless me. Um, I start doing my service. Uh, I'm going to get paid back in, in my own way. Right. God's going to pay me back. But it's just more so... You just do it because you do people. it. You know what I mean? It's like I feel like it's like not you, that hard. It's not a reason that, like, okay, like you said, I'm doing this because oh God gonna bless me. Mm-hmm. It's just about like Jesus preached because he wanted people to know God and His Word and His love and have a relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. Like there was no like there there should be no benefits when you give out something. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna because I know I'm sorry, but um, I'm gonna just read the the verse anyway. Yeah, you can. But first love I don't know love is not that complex I just feel like we just all grew up with different definitions so I'm gonna just read this Mm -hmm. verse it says love is patient love is kind it is not envy it is not boast it is not proud it is not dishonest others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrong love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects always trusts always hopes always preserves is a very straightforward definition. Mm-hmm. Just use this as a checklist if you need to. Right. I could say I love Monifa, but going on a checklist, I can't be like some, okay, well, sometimes I envy her. Okay, that means I need to check myself. Mm-hmm. Or I can be like, sometimes I don't trust her. Well, I need to check myself. This is very clear cut mm-hmm. and very straightforward on what love is. So for me, just like when I say, even if it may sound generic, like it just should be in your heart. And you should know, you'll know when you truly love somebody, it's just kind of, this is almost a checklist. Right. If you're not checking every box off that list, you need to work on that mm-hmm. love, work on your spirit, pray about it, do whatever you need to do. But it just, it's very straightforward for no. me, you know? Mm-hmm. No, for real. And it's like, even checking it off, it's like keeping yourself, I don't even want to say like keeping yourself in line, but it's also making sure that you're giving out like God's love. Like this is what he's saying love is. And it's like, just because if I am not patient with Kiki, it doesn't mean I don't have love for her, but I, I need to check my patience in mm-hmm. love with her. I need to go check that off and go figure out, okay, why why am I acting this way? Why can't I give her the, you know, patience and love? Right. You know, what is it? You know what I mean? So I don't want anyone to think that, you know, if you're missing a lot of these, you don't love, but it's just like, we can do better. You can, yeah. always, you can always do better, like, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's almost just like, like I said, checklist, I feel like that's a great way to define it. Like, mm-hmm. it's literally can be that simple. Like you said, just working on it and trying to define that for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have a list right here. The hard work is done. No There's no other me. interpretation that, that is necessary. Literally, just look at it, ask yourself these questions, and reevaluate and rework. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's kind of straightforward. Yeah. And like you said, like, I don't, like, like you said, love is not complex. And I feel like the complexity comes into society. It does. Always got to, okay, well, let's go deeper than this. You know, I don't really think two plus two is four. Right. Who told you that we needed more information about that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's it's also like, this is Paul speaking in 1 Corinthians. But it's like, okay, so what, who said, okay, well, I don't really agree with that because this is what I've seen. Right. Like. How did they get verified to like, you know what I mean? It's just like, as society, I feel like sometimes they stick their noses in things that it was fine the way it was. It yeah. Just, you know, and so it then it makes it more complex right by the wall. And then that's why we got all these different definitions of love. And like, and that's why people think love can't be a bad experience. Right. So um, how do you feel about like people saying love is not always a positive experience? Because you did kind of mention that in the beginning, but just like mm-hmm. further explaining like, Mm-hmm. I guess like what you know from the Bible and just verses and mm-hmm. why is it that you don't believe that more, I guess? No, for sure. So 
I'm gonna go ahead and recite a verse. Right. Go ahead. Because um, <laughs> in First John four sixteen it says, or uh, four sixteen, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love. And I just want to specifically start off with God is love. That already just, that's clear cut. Mm -hmm. There is no complexity in that, like you said. I feel like we make things so complex. If God is love and God is good, then how come love is not good? How how why is it do we say, well, you know, sometimes love and relationships can be bad, don't work out. No. That's why that's why I, and I'm speaking from I, I personally believe love will always be a good experience. There's just sometimes there's other emotions that can overcrowd it and make it seem like it's not. So when people say love is not always a positive experience, I'm just like, it is. And I mean, I don't want to say if the Bible wasn't here, but I'm just saying if I if I heard the word love, I I don't personally think I would think of something negative first. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think of like, like I don't know. I just think of nice things that people do yeah. to show their love and care and like kindness towards people. I just personally wouldn't think of a negative experience, but I also feel like that's the privilege that I've had to see love in um, good forms first before the world tells me, well, it's not always like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So how do you feel when people say love is not always a positive experience? Um, I just feel like they just need to get out of that situation and, and discover what real love is. And I'm not saying like it's easier said than done. Like, you know, leave that person or, or leave that area and that surrounding and environment. But it just like, like you said, I do think it is good. And I think it's just like, if that's your definition of love, then I'm going to pray that you experience what real love is and you're able to express real love and just the way it's uh, described in the Bible and just kind of understand it more. That's really just how Mm -hmm. I feel, just like more so empathetic, like if this is what you describe as love, then I hope healing for you, you know. Praying healing. Yeah. Because if if I claim to have a friend who says these mean things to me or acts a certain way when someone is around or... um, uses my kindness for weak, weakness and, you know, borrows a lot of stuff when I say it's not okay. That's not love. They're not showing you love. Like, And like you've already said it multiple times, I want to say again, love comes in many different forms. And we're not mm-hmm. talking about intimate relationships. And if you feel like you're pouring out to somebody, I mean, God is always pouring into me, but at the same time, people can take from you. And that gets tiring, you know? Like, if you continue to give people love, they walking out, you know, with their cups overflowing and yours is empty. So mm-hmm. you also have to think about, like like you said, if it's not a good environment, you need to leave. Because there's love out there that where your love is going to be uh, appreciated and you're also going to be receiving it as you should have before. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are some good examples of love? And well, how has, like, that affected your expectations now? Well, first and foremost, my um, good example of love. Oh my gosh, and I've seen this on um, TikTok, unfortunately. Mm. It was, mm-hmm. it's, it's this trend or whatever, but I really do like it. It was like, what is the greatest love story you've ever heard? And a lot of people's like, okay, most people probably watch like, okay, they want to talk about two people. Mm-hmm. But it was, which they did, but you know, like in an intimate relationship, but it was about them talking about Jesus and how, you know, he gave his life for people, like the love that he had. Mm-hmm. And, um, that is one of like the best examples of like his journey and how he still immensely had love for people and cared and healed people mm-hmm. and helped them understand. Um, personally, I would definitely say my grandparents, um, you know, just being raised in their home. Like I love to be around my grandparents. It's just like, you know, yeah, they were older. So, you know, it was like, they had a house full of kids, but it was like they raised their kids and their kids' kids and their mm-hmm. kids' kids. You know what I mean? And, like, I promise you there's some people on that side of the family that can be, like, everybody grew up in this house. And there's so many rooms. I'm like, oh, I used to sleep in there all the time. And it's like, you know, grandma waking me up early in the morning for, like, you know, breakfast so we can go to church. And it, was, it wasn't even about just the love that they have for each other, but it's the love of the household as well. Right. Like, it was, like, a village, you know what I mean? And it takes a village to do a lot of things. So, like, having them as an example, I was like, 
that's what I want for a family. Like, do I want a big family? I don't want to have a lot of kids. But, you know, like, right. it's like they had a house full of kids. They were always fed in love and in food, clothing. Like, it was like everything was always taken care of and cared for. And they, we were always having fun. You know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. like love was there. Like, of course, you know, kids do things, so they got to learn by trial and error. But it was like love was never not in that home. And that, I feel like that's the reason why we always... Um, wanted to go back like I always wanted to go back to my grandparents because it was just like it was just like love like overpowered you when you like walked in you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and then I guess I also say um my parents and my sister and her fiance more of showing me how those are more intimate ways but also showing me like it's helping me learn before, like, my first love experience, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that's what worked for them. I'm not saying it'll work for me, but it's also, like, I'm seeing, like, a movie in my face, kind of. I don't know how to explain it, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm seeing an example and now in today's, you know, century and, like, my parents and how the love that they got from their parents affected them or they didn't receive and how they raised us and things like that. And then just, like, seeing my sister and her fiance, like how they go about love and their foundation in their household and just like their trial and errors. It's just like helping me understand questions that, you know, I have, but I can't really talk to nobody about. And I'm just like learning as I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So for you, like, what are some examples of love that, you know, you've had? I think some examples really just um, love is more so a feeling and not an action. Like, it doesn't have to be an action. It can. But just knowing that everybody has their own love language. So I'm not going to say, like, this is a good example, this isn't. But mm. it's more so just a feeling because even, like, for example, my dad, one of his love languages I had to discover, because he never said, was just, like, buying things. Mm-hmm. And there's that saying, obviously, um, money can't buy love and all that. So, like, for me, for the longest, like, it's just, like, why you're buying me this stuff that I didn't ask for. And I'm supposed to be grateful. I didn't ask for this, and I'm supposed to be appreciative. But then it just took me time, like, okay, I know he's trying when he buys me something. That's what he knows. So it's like, right. because now I'm going to be grateful. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say thank you. I appreciate it, you know. But it's just like for a lot of people, it's like, no, that's not going to work. Not you. Like, you're buying me something. But I would just say it's more so a feeling. Like, the examples, like, you, you'll... If you love somebody, you kind of pick up on their love language. Mm-hmm. You know, and you'll know it's different per person like some people just quality time but sometimes that quality time looks different than quality times with other people it may not be watching movies it may like me and my mom i'll watch her clean her room because i'm clingy like that i'm like for some people that's like that's not a love language that's kind of weird but but me personally i'm gonna sit in her room i don't care i I just need to be sure to be in the room and vice versa when i'm cleaning my room i ask her to come up there and sit in there just to sit and i know she'd be annoyed sometimes but yeah, you know, no, like just it, just it be in the like room. That. I that's, I don't even care. Don't even talk to me. Just be in the room, you know. So it just like it's more a feeling, I guess. It mm. would be is an example. Just there's not really an example. Just understanding it comes in different forms. It don't mm. kind of take your expectations from society. It doesn't have to look like what society says it is. Just right. take it for what it is. A lot of people probably want to define what I said was a love language as a love language, but. That's the reality. It looks different for everybody. Don't mm-hmm. just go off what you've seen on the internet and think that you got to get roses every day, you know? Mm-hmm. So That's also um, annoying, but... No, that is. That's just... I don't know if we should get... <laughs> so what does love look like from others in college? Oh, she don't got an answer for that one. Um, <laughs> what does love from others look like in what college? I think the only like? answer I really have is just that like I mentioned before, people don't people are discovering it more. I think there is more expression when it comes to love in college just because like, you know, at home you just know what your family do. Mm-hmm. But then I just see like even specifically I'll say like black males, I'll actually see them showing more affection, not in a romantic way, but just like towards friends. Like me, I don't even remember, middle school was the last time I actually gave friends hugs. Yeah. So it was like now people want a hug when you walk in the room, it's like, oh that's different. But just like, you know, not saying that that's them saying they love me, but just like, you know, a more expressive with their feelings and mm-hmm. just, you know, being more caring and careful with their words and stuff like that. So I feel like people are just discovering on their own and just 
how they want to express and what works best for them instead of what work for their family. Right. But um, that's really all I have for that. But how do you define self-love and how has that like evolved over college? Um, so now we're talking about self-love. Before we were talking about like love in relation to right. other people. It's now it's just, this is us. Yourself. How do we define mm-hmm. our self-love and then just... How has that looked over college? How has that changed? What were the expectations of the self-love and reality? Um, I'm I'm going. I don't remember this word, but I remember um, when I was given, like my professor was given our self-care days, and she was explaining like there's self-care, and then it's like self-pleasing or something. I'm I don't have the word right, mm-hmm. but it's about self-care are the things that you kind of still don't want to do. Like, you know you probably need to go get a massage, but you don't want the time or really, like, read a book or something, you know. And then, like, self-indulging is, like, watching TV and stuff like that because it's pleasing to yourself. Mm -hmm. But for me, self-love is doing all the things that, I guess you could say, I don't want to say, before, I did not want to do. I did not want to you know, look at myself and, like, say these things and was like, okay, you've said these things for so long, but this is what we're going to do. I didn't want to have to write letters to myself in the future because I knew why I was writing them because I was insecure mm-hmm. and I needed to hear those words. And it's like, the reality is, like, you're insecure. And no no one likes to feel insecure. So it's right. like, when I read that letter back, I'm be like, okay, so you was insecure and no one really wants to go through that. So to me, self-love is, like, doing the things that, you don't always want to do, but, like, you know it's more beneficial to yourself and, like, self-indulging. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's really taking care of you. Like, if you're not good, I don't want to say you'll be good for no one, but you do You do pour out and give to people. So it's, like, you can't help yourself. You can't help other people. And, like, you don't want to dwindle away or anything like that. You know what I mean? So self-love to me, it could be anything, you know, caring for your hair, caring for your body, like what you eat, mm-hmm. what you're listening to. You know, sometimes I like to throw my headphones on. And what, I like to wake up a little bit early sometimes, just take a little bit longer with caring for myself in the morning before class and having my headphones on and being mm-hmm. like more into my music than just playing out loud and having candles, whatever it may be. But it's like, it's more pleasing to the soul and it has a more... Um, benefits for the long term than just doing something that's so self-pleasing so yeah yeah, self-love for me is like doing things that you don't always want to do but it's like beneficial and I feel like it evolved over college it's like I was I learned that I was doing a lot of self-pleasing things yeah and I wasn't doing a lot of self-loving things like Mm -hmm. you know okay well there's no class today so let me go hang out with my friends that was self-pleasing I still didn't go take time for myself and I feel like self-love is exactly what it says, self, taking time for yourself. Mm-hmm. So for you. I think for me, definitely, I like how you said, like, you define self-pleasing and self-love. I think the biggest expectation is, like, you know, self, self-love, self you need to go um, have a spa day, get a full-body massage, and those are all important, but that is not going to help your mental. You can still mm-hmm. be insecure. You can still um, not be fulfilled, not feel whole, and have no love in your heart or in your spirit. So it's just like... It's those things that can really, like me, I feel like at the beginning, that's what it was. You know, I need self-care days, self-love days. I'm going to do this mm-hmm. face mask, get this pedicure. And those are nice, and those actually can relieve stress and relax your mind. But it's like now when I have, like, my self-care days and, I like, you need to express self-love, I pull out a pen and paper. I, I journal. I need to write stuff. Maybe sometimes it's, like, affirmations to myself, and mm-hmm. I do journal prompts about self-love specifically. I do journal prompts. Um, I'll do some, a little praise session with the praise music. Uh, I'll clean my space. And it's like, that's more self-love than me going to have a spa day. I will enjoy that. That will help, but that's very short term. You know what I'm saying? My skin going, it's going to break out again and I'm going to be stressed again, but it's that stuff that really like cleanses the mind and kind of just gets rid of those negative stereotypes and all that you're battling. So like self-love does the expectation of reality is just, I don't think it helps. Because I know some people for their self-love is like, well, society says, you know, grooming is self-love. So it's like, okay, I got my hair done every day, right. which is good. But it's just like you have your hair done, but 
in your mind you still feel a mess right like how do you feel on the inside like, yeah you know on the outside okay I, you know mm -hmm. i like my hair like i ain't feeling like if i got my hair done i'm gonna post like right. you know i'm feeling myself but at the same time after i'm done feeling myself how do i feel on the inside like right. i ignored that you know all mm -hmm. the time and no i agree i definitely thought for a long time it was like taking care of yourself on the outside yep. but it's like okay i'm going to get my nails done and I, i'm taking time for myself but it's not the time that I need mm -hmm. to take for myself. And that's why I say it's the things that, for me, it was the things that I didn't want to do because that means I had to confront, like, mm -hmm. what was going on. And on that note, I got a question for y'all to, like, really sit and think and ask yourself. When we say self-love and we love ourselves and say I got my lashes done, hair done, fresh mm -hmm. nails and an outfit, do you love yourself the same when your hair is busted Period. You ain't got no makeup, no lashes. You wearing the um, bleach stain sweatshirt with the holes. And do you have? Do you love yourself the same? Yes. Now, obviously, I know having a better outfit and hair makes you more confident. But confidence, just because you have more confidence, doesn't mean you don't love yourself. You know what I'm saying? So that's a good question. I feel like to evaluate: Is your self care and self love system really doing what it's supposed to do? Because me, of course, I like to be all done up. But when it's the end of the day. I put that bonnet Maybe. on. I'm, I don't care that this shirt I have for four years and it's bleach stain. I'd be so comfortable and I still love myself. I never like, oh, I'm so ugly right now. I just don't even want to look like this. Like, no, that's not how I feel. But I know a lot of times it's like, I know some people where this like, I'm not going outside at all. I'm canceling plans because my hair isn't done. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm missing out on something good because of hair. my hair isn't done. Now, I... Everybody's situation different. I know sometimes, you know, it can be discouraging when dealing with uh, black hair. But it's just like missing out on opportunities and stuff that will really make you feel better or maybe enhance you because mm -hmm. of something that's physical appearance. Right. I just feel like that's something to sit on. Maybe like ask mm -hmm. yourself, are you is your self-love routine really serving you? No. And to like really go off of that is like I love myself even more when I'm like comfortable. Like mm -hmm. I'm, like you said, when you finally get home and you're able to switch out, put them hot shoes on mm -hmm. and that shirt and the bonnet, and then I'm able, I can turn on a show and do my little music. It's like in those moments, it's like if somebody had a camera, they'd be like, what is this girl doing? Yes, I'm dancing, I'm singing, and I'm talking mm -hmm. to myself, and I'm giving myself affirmations. But those are the times where it's like that is like self-love that comes in very slowly, like it comes to start happening naturally and organically. But yeah, no. I definitely love when I'm able to get comfortable. Like you said, that bleach stain shirt is going to come on. Them hoes, I don't care. Like Right. So, and be the best shirt. Literally. So you have internalized love on here. Mm -hmm. So do you want to explain and get into it? Yeah. So, you know, at the beginning of the episode, we talk about love, like, as when, like, relationships with other brothers, like a friendship relationship. And then we talked about self-love, so that's love within, like, how we perceive ourselves. Mm -hmm. Internalized love is just a feeling that you're literally filled with love. And let me give, like, a, a story time, a little backstory. So it was just, like, it was last semester at the beginning. Um, and it's just, like, I was just filled with love. I just wanted to love everybody. I wanted to give everybody a hug that I seen. I wanted to take care of people. If I had money, I wanted to buy people stuff. When I did have money, I did buy people stuff without thinking about it. But it wasn't like a, it wasn't like, I had no person of interest. I wasn't talking to like a, a dude or anything. So it's like, I don't, I'm not getting my love from anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, oh, I want to love other people because I think I look good and I'm feeling good about myself. It's just like my relationship with God was so strong that I was filled with love, literally, that I just had so much love built up in me. And I just wanted to take care of other people. And it may, it may be contradictory in this society, but it's like, Mm -hmm. As women, I know we're supposed to be nurturing, and sometimes people don't want to admit when they are. But it's like I literally want to be nurturing sometimes. You know, it's just like mm -hmm. I really I want to take care of somebody because I'm filled with internalized love. That's not mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with like I want to love a specific person or I want to make sure I love myself. It just I'm filled with love, and I just feel the the need or the urge and the push from God to just love somebody like. Mm -hmm. I just want to do something to make somebody's day better. So that's kind of what like internalized love is. And that's like a area of love. I feel like people, not even just college, people in general just never explore, don't even know what it is. Mm -hmm. It's not a sake of, um, it's the right thing to do. You know, I'm trying to get these volunteer hours. Like I started volunteering in the summer and at first it was like, okay, I, 
I do want some hours, but since then, every time I go home, I make sure to check the schedule, and it doesn't feel wrong in my spirit, because I know some people say it feels wrong in their spirit. I can put in eight hours this week, and I feel like I got cheated out of money right. when I volunteer. Like, I don't even think about that, and it's no longer like, I don't even log hours or nothing like that. It's just like, I just want to do something. I'm bored. I'm going to get some volunteer. I want to make somebody else's day better. I love seeing other people smile. No, I love not. working with kids. I don't mind working for free. I don't mind making people's day better for free. I don't need nothing in return. I don't want something in turn. And that's the internalized love. That's not I love myself because if it was about me loving myself, I would be doing something for me. If it was about me loving a specific person like Monifa, I'd be doing something for Monifa. Mm-hmm. I'm just filled with love. Whoever needs love, whoever comes to me crying, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to let you cry on my shoulder. You know, whoever yeah. comes to me and needs help, I'm going to provide you those resources. It's not about, it's just not about like that personal relationship with me, with myself or with other people. It's just internalized love. I'm literally filled with love. And it's like, you just got to release it. You know, you got to let it out. Like, right. you know, when your cup is full, you just got to dump it out, let it refill. And yeah. it's just like a, a, a never ending waterfall, I guess. So I just wanted to explain like that aspect of internalized love. And no, I think I really just got there from my relationship with God like he filled me up with love and he was showing me like you don't need nobody like you you need me like you don't you notice how there's no dude you're talking to and you feel this much love I was literally in love at that time not in love with somebody not in love mm-hmm. with myself I was just in love in general and it sounds generic and it was kind of like a surreal feeling I'm like why am I feeling like this and nobody's doing it for me right somebody was doing it for me it was God it was Jesus it was them they were working they got my spirit. They they did. They got my spirit right so that mm-hmm. I can love others. And I just, that I mean, I really think my relationship with God is what got me there. But I just know that internalized love is not something that people, it's not talked about. It's not tied. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a scripture on it, but I don't know what scripture. It's just something I know God has shown me mm-hmm. that I just didn't need anybody but him. And I really needed that lesson in my life, you know, feeling alone and all that. I didn't mm-hmm. feel alone. Um, I was in an isolation period, but I was in the happiest isolation period ever. And it's like I didn't feel, I didn't care about hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-mm. I was fine. I was doing what I needed to do. I felt love. I was taking care of others and, and make sure everybody was straight. And it just, it felt so natural. And it made me feel good. It made me feel whole. It made me feel loved and helped me go to sleep at night. So, right. like, I really don't. I don't know. It just happens. Like, I want to know how to explain to somebody how to get mm-hmm. that internalized love. But really, it just getting my spirit right. But. And I mean, I feel like the key word right there is spirit. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm not, I'm not going to say that only God can get you there. But I mean, God has definitely changed my life. And I'm going to give credit where it's due. And I'm going to praise him. And he got me there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you, found, if you find another route, let us know. Period. You know what I mean? But to me... I feel the only way is God. Who else can reach us? It's like I stumbled on that that path blindly, so I can't tell you the journey. I just know I got there. Who can can reach what they created within you? Who else can do that? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, only he can reach what he's created within me. So, no, I agree. And it's just like, I feel like when you get to that point, I don't know about you, but it was like I woke up with joy. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a feeling of like happiness as well. Like yeah. I wasn't. It was like I really didn't let every little thing get to me. Yeah. If if that makes sense, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. It was like I was more eager to do a lot of things that I've never done before, and like I wasn't credit. It was like I don't know. I won't say it was perfect, but it was like. I wasn't so tapped into my insecurities and what people would say about me. It was just about, if I got it, I'm going to do it. And I really do live by, if you got something and you can give it, give it. If it's money, but if you can't, like, help out where you can't. And that's where, like, volunteering comes in. Or if you got something that you know somebody would appreciate more because I don't use it or I don't appreciate it. You know what I mean? So, and having that internalized love is just, like... Like, because I volunteer myself, and it's just, like, it's just the pureness, I guess, you're around. Like, because I volunteer mostly with children. Mm-hmm. It's the laughs. It's the things that just, they find everything funny. And it was, like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, like, it's, like, blissful, if you know what I mean. It's just, like, yeah. to be so young and naive and innocent is, like, is really what God wants out of us. You know what yep. I mean? It's just, like, 
everything was just so pure, and I just like appreciated his creations more, and his creations being not only nature and mm-hmm. the things that he have created, but also he's created us. Yeah. I like uh, loving and appreciating people. Mm-hmm. So I can only pray people get there more. Like I said, if there's another route, you know, you let us know. But yeah. right now, I, ain't I, found only, it. I only know the route through Jesus. Yeah, I ain't found it. I only know him. Any closing thoughts on expectations and realities of love? Um, no, I mean, love is, I know, I believe love will always be amazing. It's good feelings, you know. It makes me think of that song, Happy Feelings. And I don't know, I just think of good things when I hear the term love. And if you don't, you know, I'm sorry for whatever it is that you've been through that doesn't, you know, has made you feel that way. But hopefully, like, it's also like, don't shut love out because love just doesn't come in the form of a partner. It comes in the form of, like we said, yourself, God, friendships, you know, just giving yourself internalized love. So it's like, you know, for a long time, if someone told me don't shut love out, I would have referred to it as a relationship. Mm-hmm. But now I know it's so much more. So that's why I definitely say don't shut love out because just because that part of love is not going well, there's so mm-hmm. much other love, like so much out there that like you shutting down when you give up. Mm-hmm. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, my closing thought is for people to just define love in a way that works for them and makes sense to them and love more, to be honest. Y'all can revisit 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 as a guideline. Even if you're not religious or whatever, it's like that that verse was just very straightforward when I read it. Like it didn't say nothing about Jesus and all that. It just said what love is. And I think mm-hmm. regardless of your religion, that's a very good definition of love and just define it for yourself, not what society says. Find your own reality of what love is and just be more loving in this in this scary, tough world. But yeah, yes. that's all. All right, so that concludes today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all the love. We post episodes bi-weekly on Mondays and on Wednesdays on our YouTube. You can reach us at our website at blackgirlincollege.com and our Instagram at blackgirlincollegepodcast to give us some feedback. And also to see what we are working on. So we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.